Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CG Pick'em Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Game Time CT producer Sean Patrick Foley and Hello. Game Time CT columnist Jeff Jacobs. Both of you, welcome to another episode of the show. Um, we had better performances this week. Uh, still not that good, but uh, <laughs> but we're hanging in there. So quickly, I'm just going to go through the standings. Uh, this past week, uh, Scott and Stewart both went nine and two. Will and Mike Fornavio went eight and three. Bully Jacobs, Bill Bloxham, Maggie, and myself went seven and four. McNamee and Morelli went six and five. And the eight ball came back down to earth, going three and seven. Boys, how do we feel about our week two performances? Not good, Pete. Not good. I mean, it was a little better than week one, but, uh, you know, still st- still looking up at the standings. I got plenty of guys, plenty of guys there and plenty of room to cover. Uh, you know, people call me the guru and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassing myself. I, I got to say, I mean, I, I'm not really I'm not really exactly uh, living up to the hype, so to speak. And uh, I'm getting our cl- I'm getting my clock cleaned by a lot of people that, frankly, they don't do this uh, for a living. So I don't know. I, it's been disappointing. Well, I got to say, I was at seven and four this week. Uh, a big shout out to the goal line stand for the New, New London Whalers uh, <laughs> to preserve that victory. So yeah. I owe them big. Uh, remember, I was, last week I was fretting over our four disagreements, and I thought I was going to go 0 and 4 into the cellar. But thank God that stinking eight ball went down, got got what it deserved. But uh, we were two and two in those, those four games that I was fretting so much about. Uh, how about uh, Hamden uh, pulling out that? Then I didn't see too many picks for uh, on that one, and that that I was that was that was a surprise L for a lot of people. And Hoggenshog uh, too. They they really uh, they were letting us have it at their game afterwards. They were, you know, uh, Anthony Toth and the guys were 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 singing uh, eight balls praises. In that one or the eight ball picked that one? Yes, the eight ball I, did pick. Hey, they were singing eight balls praise. I think. I think Weathersfield too was singing eight balls prayer. Somebody, either Newington or Weathersfield, I forget which one. Stinking eight ball. That's all <laughs> I say about that. Well, I, I will. I will. One other thing uh, I wanted to uh, to uh, point out that I did pick Quinnebog Valley. Uh, I took the long bus trip in there, and there was no way I was going to pick against them just in case they left you that, in Danbury. That they were going. <laughs> that they were going to. Pit a 42-15 whipping on ATI that even I haven't picked them. I was a little surprised by that score. But the boys, the pride, as Coach Jasmine says, we are named after an emotional concept, the pride. <laughs> well, you know, the overall standings, Dave Stewart jumps in the first. He's 17-4. and four. Maggie jumps down to second place. Also want to shout out uh, Maggie's mother, Mama Venoni. She listens to the show. Oh, uh, Maggie, yeah. Maggie texted me. She's listening from the West Coast. So I told her I'd give her a shout out this week. We really do appreciate it. She's obviously pulling hard for Maggie to win. Uh, Erickson is 16 and 5, Forno 15 and 6, Will 15 and 6, McNamee 14 and 8, Bill Bowley, Jacob Morelli 13 and 8. I'm in second to last at 12 and 9, and the eight ball is in last at 11 to 10. Now, this week, and I said it in the email that I sent out to the staff on Saturday, this week is going to be I think very difficult. I think there's a lot of games that can go either way. And I really, truly think this week will shake up everything. It's Alliance week. So big crossovers where, uh, yeah, where we don't have to figure out who's which league is better and, you know, figure out some of the, it's, it's one of the hardest ones. Absolutely. And then you got a few interesting ones here, Pete. 
Pete, yeah. you already got an email from me that said, really? <laughs> really? As I said, I, I, there are a couple of, Pete sets the games. It's very interesting that a guy who sets the games is ahead of, of an eight ball, and that's it. it. But this week, I am, let me lodge. Yeah, I lost my big crybaby face. I think my my wife took it. Uh, uh, lodge complaints. There are, there are some games here that have no business being picked. That's the and, point. Uh, uh, there is an NVL game and Sonia Holy Cross. Could be a barn burner and a snake pit, but no, you go Derby St. Paul. And Sonia hasn't lost a game in the NVL in 11 years. Well, no one's going to pick Holy Cross. But it's a it's a Central versus Basic. Well, don't give away all the games, Jeff. Uh, that's a great all game, right. and I'm going to explain I'm sorry. why. Go ahead, start it <laughs> up. I, I am like this this week. I might play this week on a protest. <laughs> that's fine um since i picked the games and i am in charge of it uh i will view your protest <laughs> yeah, right. you're the only guy who's gonna make a decision on yeah. the protest stand exactly right? <laughs> commissioner of, of the of the pickums commissioner of, of everything all right we're going to uh dive into the picks uh like every other week the game time ct game of the week is worth two points we will pick that last if you don't know what it is then you probably don't pay attention to high school football. Um, so you could probably guess what the game of the week is. All right, so we're going to start off with an FCX-SCC matchup. Uh, preface this by saying I've just been looking up information on this game. Since 2010, the Class L Championship has featured either New Canaan or Daniel Hand. And out of those 10 years, eight of championships have been won by those two schools. Hand has won four. New Canaan has won four. New Canaan is traveling up to play at the beach, to play at the surf club against hand. New Canaan's defense has been on fire this year. They let up, they had minus 64 yards allowed against Brian McMahon last week. Hand didn't play last week. So they're two weeks off of their loss to Fairfield prep. There's a lot of moving parts in this game. There's a lot of intrigue. I don't really know where to go with this game. So I'm not going to pick first but I'm going to let Sean Bowley select first for this game. Guru, oh, man. The guru. guru. Yeah, the guru. Uh, this one's I'm having a real tough time. But listen, I, we've been talking on the other podcast, on our main podcast, how we haven't seen, uh, we don't really know what New Canaan's about yet. I mean, again, two years since we last saw them. There's no more Drew Pine. We got a, another Cognetta in there. So that's that's at least something I can go on. But uh, I did see Hand the first week. They kind of got pushed around a little bit by Fairfield Prep, especially in that second half. You know, they've had a week to stew about it. New Cannon hasn't. I mean, they've played a, a couple gimme games here at the Surf Club. Big moment here. I'm having a hard... I, I want to pick New Canaan, but I'm going with Pat Flanagan and the Tigers. Let's go, guys. Pick it up. I, You know, either it's either put up or shut up time. You didn't play last week. I'm going with the Tigers at the Surf Club. Going to be a tough one, but let's go. I need this one. Big night at the surf club. Hand licking its wounds for more than a week. Ready to come back. They were picked the second or third in the top 10 poll early on. Now they've dropped the nine. They won it bad. New Canaan, two gimme games. It's like they've scored a zillion and haven't given up anything. Those hand guys are hungry. So I'm going with New Canaan and Lou Marinelli. Mark it down, 1-0, Bob. <laughs> Bob. 
I uh, look. This is this is this might be harder to pick than I think the game of the week. Personally, yeah. Um, I think you know Hand hasn't beaten New Canaan since the 2011 Class L State Championship. They played in the 2010 State Championship as well, if I remember correctly. I uh, there's a big part of me that's Hand's not going to go 0 and 2. Hand's not going to go 0 and 2. But you know what? I think they are. I'm going with New Canaan as well. The Rams are going to take the trip and the long bus ride home with the victory. Okay, moving on down, we have St. Joe going to Windsor. Number two, St. Joseph's going to Windsor for the first ever meeting between these two schools. I even texted Coach Joe Delavecchia to confirm my thought that this was the first time these schools have ever played. St. Joe's, two impressive wins to start the season behind Matt Morrissey. And, uh, you know, Riley Jordan, uh, you know, Hutchison, uh, Max Warren, bunch of guys. You know, Windsor is an athletic team that is competitive. They're a good program. Coach Fleeting does a great job up there. It's amazing. Windsor basically plays New Canaan every year in the playoffs when they get in, but they have not crossed paths with St. Joe's yet ever. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you. Does number two St. Joe's come home with a win? This is an alliance game, right? Yeah, well, yeah. The first, like, five of them are alliance games. Viva! Alliance, as they say in Spain or France or wherever in Italy, uh, this is why I this this game is why I like the Alliance because it's a game you would never seen before. And it's going to be a good one, a really good one. Windsor is in my top ten. Obviously, it's not in the top ten overall, but they are. I forgot if I was ninth or tenth with them, but they were they're in my top ten. I have St. Joseph too. Uh, Elijah Cromart is a heck of a athlete for Windsor. So forty nine nothing over Danbury, thirty five fourteen over Staples. I got the Hogs. Sorry, sorry, I got the Hogs. But I think this is going to be a good game. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, what do you think? FCAC, SCC, uh, or CCC? Yeah, St. Joseph has won, what, 25 games? Or was it 24, 25 games 25. in a row? 25 games in a row. Um, you know, I, I really, I like Windsor from the start. Um, I do like Cromarty. I mean, I haven't seen him yet. Um, you know, they also have another, they also have some other guys. That, they always seem to have somebody. I mean, heck, you know, look, they got a guy playing on the Jets right now. He, he was at Windsor only sick only five years ago we're not even um you know they've always got to, but then again you have saint joe they got their share of nfl guys they got uh, they got uh, tyler matakevich it's just some two proud programs some great programs up there at o'brien stadium it's a long bus we're talking about long bus rides that's a tough one for saint joseph um but you know just looking at all this fleet and everything i have a hard time thinking saint joseph's gonna lose this game i just you know they've just they just wiped out a game we thought was gonna be great between them and Staples, he completely wiped them out. He wasn't even close. So I'm just going to have to just, you know, play it safe here. I'm going with the Hogs. Yeah, you know, uh, when you win 25 straight and you win three state titles and you were the number one team at the end of last year, it's really hard to get bulletin board, bulletin board material to pump your guys up. Yeah. Um, you know, I know Coach Dell has has used some stuff to, to pump up his team week in and week out. He's not going to get it for me this week. I'm going with St. Joe's as well. All right, going on to the, the third game we're going to pick, uh, another FCAC-SCC matchup. This one's a great one. Another one where the teams have – they've played before. They haven't played in a while. But 
Greenwich at Shelton. The last time they won- they played was 2007. Greenwich beat Shelton to win the Class L state title. And I also believe that they met in the 2000 state title when Dan Orlovsky led Shelton past Greenwich. Yeah. So there's some history between these teams. It's a long history. Uh, they haven't played since 07. You know, are, is this what kind of Shelton team are we looking at here? Obviously, you know, Greenwich almost blew it against Richfield on Saturday. Um this one's up in the air. Sean, who do you got? I was really impressed with Shelton's defense against Amity last week. You know, they, uh, the offense, uh, however, <laughs> they're, they got some work to do. I mean, um, you know, a few guys that can, can run it. They got some beef up front, but uh, the passing game was a little suspect. They tried some different things. They got a lot of lot to work on the Gales. Uh, you know, where meanwhile, Greenwich looked like just a well-oiled machine against Ridgefield up until the point where they decided to the game was over and almost walked off the field uh, with you, Pete. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was really impressed with the way Greenwich just kind of smoked Ridgefield, at least in that first. Time. I think the, the message loud and clear should be the game's not over until it's double zeros on the scoreboard at, in the fourth quarter. That's it. That's when the game's over. Uh, Shelton. Great, great team, I think, but I don't think they're at uh, Greenwich's level yet. Even at Finn Stadium with the Finn Fanatics going nuts, I'm going with Greenwich. I, too, have the Cardinals. Uh, a lot of what Sean said is what I jotted down there. Uh, if uh, I'm Greenwich, I'm really upset about what happened in the fourth quarter. And like, like Sean says, you got to play the whole game. And, boys, you didn't. Uh, Shelton, everybody's, I haven't heard, the only thing I've heard about Shelton since I've started, became the uh, columnist there full-time is uh, how they got robbed two years ago in, in a, by not getting into the playoffs. We haven't talked about them all this year, and they got a good team. So they could be creeping up, like, uh, into, you know, in the pole as we go along here, but not this week. I, I, I like Greenwich. Yeah, Greenwich has a lot of, you know, you mentioned Shelton's offense. Uh, you know, they have their little struggles there. Like, could Shelton keep Greenwich off the board, you know, limit their scoring? Potentially. Um, but I look at that Greenwich defense uh, or that Greenwich offense and you know, Logan Galetta transfer from Brunswick. Chasen Barber, who didn't really do much in the Ridgefield game because he didn't have to. And they still put up 40 plus points. Um you know, they're running back uh, James Babb, really good. Uh, quarterback looked good, too. They have guys, and if you're going to try and take Chase and Barber out of the game, well, Logan Galletta will beat you. You try to take Logan Galletta out of the game, James Babb's going to beat you. And then you flip to their defense. You know, Griffin Galletta is a sophomore. This kid is gigantic. He had a fumble, a forced fumble on a sack where he absolutely popped the quarterback, and then he had a pick six. And, you know, DN getting a pick six is, like, right up my alley. I love that stuff. So, you know, I just think that Greenwich just has too many weapons, too many guys that I don't think Sheldon's going to be able to keep up with them right right, right now. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. All right, we're going to go outside of the alliance because, like I say every week, I try to get every conference involved in some form or fashion. So we're going to go away from the, from the alliance right now. We're going to do our CCC game. And we got Weathersfield at Bristol Central. Weathersfield playing really well, 2-0 start. Against a Bristol Central team that's one and one, but Victor Rosa, I think, what did he go for? 264 on the yeah. ground last week. I mean, he might be the best player in the state against, you know, Weathersfield, a perennial team each and every uh, year competing for a state title under Matt McKinnon. 
Jeff, what do you got? Who you got? Weathersfield. <laughs> After all that, just Weathersfield. <laughs> I've talked too much already. Weathersfield. All right, Sean. I was all aboard the Bristol Central train early. I saw them scrimmage against Maloney, and they kind of they held their own, certainly, in that scrimmage, but uh, came out and disappointed me. Bristol Central, come on. You got to score more than six points against. I know it's Bloomfield, but, you know, you got Rose on your side. You got to get more than six points. Meanwhile, Weathersfield's at DBU, apparently. They're, like, telling everybody about themselves, and they had a pickoff. To win, I guess I'm assuming it means DB, that Defensive University. University. I'm guessing. I don't know much about well, Weathersfield's guys, but I know they had a lot of good pass defenses. I don't think Bristol Central is going to have be throwing the ball much. I think they like to get uh, Rosa running around out there in space. Um, if that's the case, I think. But I still think Weathersfield defense has been really impressive. I, I don't want to discard them at all because they beat Berlin which beat up on Middletown, and I don't even you know use the transitive properties. I think that means Weathersfield, with two good wins under its belt, looks like they're a solid overall team. I need to see more from Bristol Central, so I'm going to have to go with Matt McKinnon's Eagles. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna do what Jeff did and just say I'm taking Weathersfield. Going to, to our NBL game, Jeff mentioned it earlier, we have Derby at St. Paul. Uh, the NVL, it seems like every year is kind of a toss-up. Oh, we, we know Antonio's going to win. We think Naugatuck's going to be good, but then Naugatuck loses to Torrington. Uh, you know, we think Woodland's a good program, but we still haven't seen enough. So uh, the NVL is a big, gigantic question mark. So I think this is a really interesting game that it's going to be really hard to pick. You know, you got the smallest school in the state in Derby going up against a Catholic Class S school. Sean, who you got? Well, you know, I was a little – I know uh... – I was a little disappointed as well in St. Paul, their opening loss to, uh, I believe it was Kennedy, and then Kennedy got their doors blown off last week. So uh, I'm a little iffy on them. And Derby, you know, Derby's been struggling. They wanted to play. They wanted to actually push up their first game uh, of the season against Woodland, so they, they they got to play. So they had an extra time to get their, their guys together, and Woodland kind of took it to them there. This is kind of a – it is a toss-up game. Uh, just given all that, it's at St. Paul. All right, well, I'm going with St. Paul. Two winless Class S teams. And this is on the ballot. Yeah. Shameful. Absolutely Shameful. not. That's the point it's of the pitch. Just, it's just. Can't you know, have everybody going 10 and 0 every weekend. Yeah. We uh, we started out picking these things, agreeing that it was a crapshoot. Now, week three, when we're finally learning some things, we put in a game like this, um, which isn't even the worst of them. Uh, so, uh, one in doubt, pick St. Paul. All right, I'm going to go with St. Paul as well. We're going up to the quiet corner of the ECC. We got, again, Waterford, well, good program. This isn't the quiet corner, Pete. Oh, yeah, not the quiet corner. Sorry. Of, uh, hey, that, we take, now, look, we take the quiet corner very seriously. They're in the southeast portion of the state. I, I consider the entire New London, the day of New London's coverage area as the <laughs> quiet corner. Uh, all right, but we got Waterford at Ledyard. Ledyard's off to an awesome start. This is, um, this is me picking? Yeah. So I, mean, right. I just I'm excited about Ledger right right now. All right, they've played two bad teams. Griswold's a mess. They beat them 50 to eight. Bacon's not good. 47 nothing. Having said that, though, I believe the assistant coach is uh, Marcus Outlaw, the great NFA star. Absolutely. His two younger brothers. Yep. Uh, Ryan uh, and um, I forgot the other one's name. Marcus. I can't remember the other one's name. But anyway, his two brothers brought along, and he has James Green over there still, Jackson Poulton, 
uh, new coach. He's 28 years old, right? Mike, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Do you know? Was it Springfield like Sericchio or Sericchio? Or should I ask Unicorn beforehand? Sericchio. Uh, but yeah, uh, seems like a really bright guy has got them back. They were two and nine two years ago. He comes in, he's already matched the number of wins. I really like them. Really like them. And uh, I got Ledger all the way. The uh, I've known Marcus, you know, I remember Marcus carrying guys, Marion, number 21, carrying a bunch of staples. Introduction to me was carrying a bunch of staples kids for about, you know, 20 yards for an extra yardage in the state <laughs> playoff game in, uh, I believe it was 20, 2011. He was Mark, that was, yeah, that was the first time I saw Marcus. And, uh, you know, then they played D- Xavier in that state championship game. But I was at a soft spot for the NFA guys when I came to game time CT. You know, they took a liking to me, and they invited me to come out and watch their games. Their, you know, their their state the playoff games and all their games Somebody's out there. Like you. What's that? Somebody has to like you. That's good. To yeah. Know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was. I got a soft spot from from Marcus. I, I. I. You know. He. I saw him hit like four, three or four three pointers in the ECC championship game against uh, Woodstock, I believe it was, over there in Waterford, and uh, you know, and he had a great career uh, first with the BC, and then he went down to Coastal Carolina. Um, and uh, listen, when I heard he were going to Ledger, the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, uh, they are in big trouble taking his two brothers with him. They are in the rest of the ECC are in big, big trouble. And sure enough, Ryan Outlaws wearing 21, carrying guys up and down the field. It's like, you know, it's like 2011 all over again. Ten years later, Marcus, Mark two. I'm going with the Colonels. Colonels in their triple option, baby, all the way. Uh, you know, can I point out right here? I am two and zero in ECC, and, and that's Stewart. He's not missed anything, but he's oh he's zero and two on ECC game. If, if they just pick West of the River, Dave Stewart never miss a game. Evidently, he is unbelievably Except better tonight. than Crystal Ball. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Those are great save saver metric stats. Um, I'm gonna go with Ledyard as well. Uh, just keeping it moving. Uh, then our Pequot game of the week, we have the Crack Co-op at Morgan. My question is, is it C-Rec or is it Crack? I call it Crack. I call I've it Crack. I've heard C-Rec. I just call it Crack. Another another game where I'm picking under protest. I'll take Morgan. You know, Crack uh, actually showed me something in the first couple weeks of the season. I mean, they, yeah, they, they they haven't won, but, uh, but you know, their first game against Cottonshaw, which I saw, I thought Cottonshaw was pretty good. You know, I'm gonna go with the I'm going with Mike Kennedy's Crack Colts in this one. Going with the Colts, going off the board here. Yeah, it's um, a tough, tough trip down all the way down to the shoreline. But you know what? I, I like the Colts in here. I think they're uh, they're gonna show us something. Got a little faith. I like it. I'm gonna go with Morgan Andrew Nye. Uh, still got another Nye at Morgan. Good quarterback can sling it around. So I'm gonna go with the Huskies. All right, our CTC game of the week last week uh, was Quinnebog, and Jeff was one of the few who. Who nailed that pick correctly? So let's see if you could do it again. Cheney Tech at O'Brien Tech. Oh yeah, ECC at CTC. They're my they're my strays now, Pete. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Cheney Tech. Uh, uh, Adam Starvish and their their D coordinators, Jamie Cody, once the um, from Wolcott 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 Tech. Um, good coaching staff. I got Cheney all the way. Yeah, I'm going with Cheney. Um, you know, Zach Malali has got got some work going work to do over at O'Brien Tech. They they haven't had a, a they're off to a kind of a rough start, but saying and Cheney on the other hand is kind of doing playing pretty well. I'm gonna go with them. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Beavers as well. Uh, this CTC race that we thought at the beginning of the year would just be Bullard Havens and ATI again has really opened up, and uh, it's kind of fun to watch. So I'm going to go with the Beavers. Uh, our ninth game of the week, uh, it's Basic versus Bridgeport Central. Now, this is what I want to point out about this game. This game for these two programs, the two Bridgeport schools going at it, like there's such a great atmosphere in these two meet two years ago, right? It was Desmond Lyman at Basic versus his friend, best friend, high school football, college teammate, uh, and Derek Lewis, who's coaching over at Bridgeport uh, Central. Now the two are meeting, you know, a little earlier in the year. This is a great game for both of these teams. Having it early, you win this game. Maybe you build momentum going forward. Sean, who do you got? Bridgeport Central, I think, I believe, has the longest losing streak in the state. I think 33 games. 33 yeah. games. 33 games. Their last win, according to last I checked, was uh, versus Ludlow the week before Thanksgiving in 2017. Is that right? Correct. But, you know, Tom Brochart is uh, the new head coach there at Central. I think he's going to do a pretty good job. They've clearly got they, – they they started their, their season off with a couple of toughies. Who made Bridgeport Central's schedule to start the year for Brochart? They got Darian last week, and the week before they started with New Canaan. Are you guys kidding me, FCA? Can we please, please do a little bit better job instead of throwing – Bridgeport says rather one a game in three or four, now five, whatever it is now, four years. Um, can we th- not throw them to the Wolves? Give them somebody else, please. New Canaan, Darian, you got, it's, all, it's almost like you guys want to give Gary and New Canaan a few gimmies instead of, uh, you know, helping the, 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 the city schools trying to rebuild here. I'm really disappointed by this, but now they got Bassick. Thank God this, the Alliance getting this one, a good rivalry game. They haven't been able to play it much. Used to be... Uh, I think a few years ago they didn't play, they didn't play this game. It's a shame. Bridgeport Central should be playing Basic every single year and hard, and they play on Thanksgiving. But Bridgeport Central Basic has to be a game. Period. Now to that with Bridgeport Central's long losing streak, Lyman's been at Basic long enough. I'm going to go with the Lions. All right, I'm going to go with Bridgeport Central. Uh, I think you know they get they get into the win column this week. Tommy Brochard went to Kellenberg. I went to St. John's. So I got I got to stick with my uh, CHSCAA guys. All right, now the uh, the game of the week. I, granted, I did go to college with Des as well, but I'm pretty sure I picked Bassett two years ago, so now I'm going to pick Bridgeport Central. All right, we're going to go to our game of the week. Obviously, if you're listening, if you listen, if you made it this far, you could probably guess that the game of the week this week is Newtown at Darien, rematch of the class double L state finals that Jack Street hit. Riley Ward, 36-yard touchdown as time expired to win 13-7. The teams played in 2018. Newtown beat Darianne. Actually, in their last four meetings, Newtown is 4-0 against Darianne. But, wow. But from the last time they played in 2006 to <laughs> when they played again in 2018, Darianne won a, a bunch of state titles. <laughs> so it's a much different program than it was when they played in the early 2000s. Darianne's number one. Newtown's number three. It's the game of the year so far. Probably will be the game of the year by the time we get to the regular, the end of the regular season. Jeff, we'll let you go first here. Who you got? I'm going to go with Darianne. Um, is uh, Dylan, is it Magazoo? I want to pronounce his name wrong. He said our start is good, not great for Newtown. And so I think that that's, that's an interesting statement made by the quarterback. So, uh, Maybe they got something more to show there, but uh, uh, it, one point thing I want to point out is that 
any of these four first four teams, St. Joe's, Greenwich, uh, Darien, Newtown, they may be the real number one. We really don't know. Because this is, like you said, this is, these are new seasons. Uh, and we may look back at this and say this was not the game. Or maybe. I think there's three, uh, two other games there kind of in this mix with, with those games. So it's one of the three games of the year. Uh, so I don't know who's really number one, but this is going to help us define. And uh, Darian has looked really good so far. And uh, Blue Wave, you know they're my team. They're my team and my town. My adopted town. I think I've mentioned uh, earlier in the year that I started Newtown number one, and I based that basically, I haven't seen Newtown at all yet. Uh, and I based that pick on the fact that uh, some coaches I I, I trust uh, told me that, that Newtown looked very good against Greenwich in a scrimmage. Um, and then I heard from the other side, like, well, you know, Greenwich wasn't playing this guy. They weren't playing that guy. And then those same coaches turn around and they say, you know, Greenwich is very good too. So uh, I don't really know exactly what to make, man. I mean, does Darian deserve a number one vote? Who knows? Like, like Jeff just said, we don't really know who number one should be here. What I do know is I could not name anybody on Newtown if you put me on the spot right now. I'll put myself on the spot. Other than Magazine, who was, had a great game last week, who was, uh, you know, we covered and we had him in the headline. That's all I know about Newtown. I didn't see any highlights of Newtown, even though uh, we had our guy, Will Alden, there bring us a highlight back. What I do know is that I know a lot of guys in Darien. I know Matt Minicus. I know Christian Allegro. Great lacrosse players. Great athletes. David Ivanchek. I know his brother, and he introduced us to himself two years ago with a bunch of with a great season, beginning with that, uh, with that Greenwich game. Um, Miles Drake, quarterback, 6'2", 180, looks impressive. They've had a nice little tune-up here. I can't pick against the Blue Wave in this spot. They got a lot going for them in this game. They got a lot of, uh, you know, they got, they got something to prove here. They spent the last two years stewing over the fact that Newtown got on ESPN and got all over the country and got the Hosannas laid on them, as they should have, by the way. Darian had to be basically the, the 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 poor team that lost that game, kind of like an afterthought. Nobody even talked about the great run that they had, the great season they had. They had to sit there and watch one of the all-time great games ever, uh, results and finals ever. And now it's payback time. I'm going with the Blue Wave. Mike, David Van Check and the gang taking it to the house. At the home place. Southern home fan. You, you started out the season number one. Who's your number one this past week? Newtown was my number one this week because so I figured. Oh, I'd you still have Newtown one, but you're picking Darien. Just absolutely. Darien's taking the mantle. Darien's taking the mantle this week. Yeah, I move. I dropped Newtown down to three a couple weeks ago. At Saint, I moved St. Joe's into two. I originally had this. This would have been one two in my in my book, but I, I have it one three. See, I figure Darien's got to earn their number one vote, and I'm gonna. I think they're going to. Well. I think we'll all agree whoever wins this game will be number one. Um, and Sean kind of took a lot of what I was going to say. So <laughs> um, I'm I'm going with Darian as well. All right. Um, so that one should be a great one. Week four has got a lot of uh, big picks as well. We'll be back next week with uh, the results. Check them out on Twitter, probably Saturday night, Sunday. Uh, hopefully the three of us continue to climb out of the basement. Uh, this is a good week to do it. So uh, we'll catch you everyone next week.